guys and welcome to episode 6 of Deliberating Deja. If you can't tell, my hair is darker. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, well, my hair is darker so you should go see the video form. Um, but I also um, brightened up the color in my hair so that's why my hair is darker. So I kind of just put it all over and um, instead of dyeing all of it, just made it darker. Which is fine with me. I have these fuzzy socks on. They're a little hot so I'm going to take them off. So I got a lot to talk about this week and I'm very excited. Um, unfortunately, I thought I was gonna go see the Joker this week, but I did not. So we will just talk about spoiler filled um, movie review of Gemini Man, but that will be at the end of the episode. So first we're gonna talk about this book. It is The Lust Lizard of Melancholy, Melancholy Clove. I want to, you know, I'm pretty sure all of you already know this. Christopher Moore is not the one who wrote Fight Club. It is um, the last, like, the second to last book I read called Damned. That writer wrote Fight Club. So my apologies for mixing my authors up. So this week I read five chapters. Um, they're very interesting. So chapter four um, was about one person, it was an older woman, and we're starting to see the side effects of um, Dr. What's-her-face? Not Molly, Dr. Whatever her face is. Um, the side effects of everyone going onto placebos instead of being on their antidepressants, like people who should be on their antidepressants, like this old woman. El Estella, Estella Boyet, Boyet, um, she, uh, depressed, like, her husband passed away, so she's depressed about that, but of course she meets a, a, je a black gentleman who, uh, plays the blues, and they get into all sorts of fun, um, i.e., uh, sea monster, <laughs> So now we're starting to get the perspective of the sea creature. It's really interesting because you're like, what the fuck is this thing? And I think Theo knows something about it because at the end of the chapter, I believe at the end of the chapter, maybe it was the end of the seventh chapter, he covers up the sea creature's um, footprint. Excuse me. Um... So I read chapter four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, I'm just gonna talk about it as a whole in general because I don't remember specifically what happened in each chapter. So overall, we're just seeing everyone um, kind of being affected by the antidepressants, which I kind of figured would happen. I kind of figured it'd be a bad idea, <laughs> definitely for people who are actually uh, depressed. Um, and the sea beast is very, very interesting because you don't know what it's thinking. And uh, I thought a gas tank was a, a mate, which is weird. Um, gas tank is not. Um, and I think Theo knows something. Molly's a little crazy. We're seeing Molly's crazy side coming out and why she is uh, seeing this therapist. But... Sorry for yawning again. And then we heard Catfish's story. And this is 
kind of brings the story around because you see, um, you hear Catfish's story about the Sea Beast, first encountering the Sea Beast, and it wasn't, and it was because they took their, his, the baby. Uh, so yay. Which kind of makes sense of why the Sea Beast is trying to find a mate, because obviously it wants another child. Um, and I'm surprised there were two to begin with. So that means there were three because, well, there's a baby. Um, and I don't know. There's, there's so many different ways this could go. Um, I think the sea beast, because currently the sea beast is hiding. I think Theo is going to try and hunt it down because he thinks he knows what it is. Um, and somehow Catfish is going to get involved. Uh, but definitely Theo would get involved. And so will Gabe. Yeah, his name's Gabe. So Gabe, I think Gabe's going to team up with um, Theo to try and figure this out. Um, and I think that the town is going to go crazy because they still don't have antidepressants and someone's going to figure it out and um, it's going to come bite that doctor in the ass. So uh, so what do you think is going to happen next? That's what I think is going to happen next. And one overall question for this week is, hmm, what do you think the sea beast is actually looking for other than a mate? What do you think its mission is other than to look for a mate? Because um, it's quite far from the sea. So, um, back to, oh, I have to do that. Sorry, I just read a note that I gave myself on, in my, on my phone. So, we're going to talk about the Lakers game. Um, so, Monday and Wednesday, they won both games. And Friday, they lost their game. So, I watched, I heard a little bit of the Monday game. They were doing pretty good. I watched most of the Wednesday night game, and it was pretty good. Uh, I will say that they, the Lakers this year do have a lot of shooters, and I think that their defense, their defense is pretty good this year. And I also, I think the defense is only good this year because they got height. They have a lot of tall guys who can shoot and defend, which is really, really good for them because, well, past couple years, no. <laughs> but I think they're doing really good this year. Um, I don't know anything about what happened Friday, on Friday night's game. I was unable to watch it and, um, I did not want to listen to it on the radio. So, I don't know what happened. I just know that the Warriors won. So they probably played Stephen Curry and we didn't play our starters. Or the starters that, um, can shoot, I should say. Which is fun. Again, sorry. Because it's preseason, so. But Thursday's the real game, and it's the Clippers. Or the first uh, NBA game, and it's the Clippers. So I'm really excited to see 
how the Lakers do for their first game and see the stars and everything. Mm, yeah, that's the Lakers week this week. The Lakers talk for the weekend or this week. Um, so now I'm going to go on to the wow moments of this week. And I have a quite a few. I've got a lot to talk about. So, Jeremy Renner, ex-wife. Jeremy Renner is the guy who plays Hawkeye in Avengers. Um, give me a second to adjust. And he got into a little situation. So, here's what I'm going to say. Basically, there's news about him threatening to kill his wife. Because, and it's because his wife is like, you don't, like, you don't deserve to have your kid, like, you're a drug addict, you do coke, and blah, 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 you have all these people, and, not gonna lie, read the text messages, and unless there's some text messages missing from TMZ's website, I did not see any message indicating that Jeremy Renner was gonna kill his wife, uh, and then kill himself, and make his daughter an orphan. Uh, so I have no idea where that information came from. And from the sounds of it, is he being childish? Yes. Is he a cokehead? I can't tell based on the text messages. And to be honest, there's a lot of different varieties of the story. Because you have Jeremy Renner's side and then you have the ex-wife side. And they're very contradicting, like very, very contradicting. And to be honest, that's just divorce. And it sucks for this little girl that um, she has to go through this. Definitely with celebrity parents. Um, and I feel bad for her. But I don't see there, I'm not defending him. If he's doing it, then he's doing it. And he shouldn't be like hurting his ex-wife or like, threatening to kill himself or kill him, kill his wife, his ex-wife, but to me there's not enough evidence and I'm pretty sure that's also what a court's going to think. So based off of the one article that I read and looking through the text messages, I did not see any text messages offering the fact that he threatened her or is doing drugs. Um, is he being childish? Yes. Um, should he be childish? No. Definitely withholding her, his ex-wife's stuff when he shouldn't be. Um, so that's a, that's a different story though. That's just getting a divorce and people being petty. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, you guys can leave. You guys can go look it out yourself. Hopefully there's more for me to look up maybe. Uh, let's discuss it down below what you think. So Tuesday, I don't know what my hair is doing. I found out that Grease is doing a spinoff and not a second Grease or a third Grease. This is a spinoff of the original Grease and it's going to be a TV show on HBO. Do I think this is going to be a disaster? Yes. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Am I going to love it? Probably because it's Grease. I absolutely love Grease. And from what I read, they're going to have the original characters, but obviously not the original cast. 
um, Ryan was like, no, they need the original cast. I want to see 50-year-old John Travolta singing it up. And I'm like, no, I know. <laughs> um, so, but I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to be watching that for sure. Uh, we might have to do a review on that every week uh, when it comes out. Oh, look at this little piece of hair. Um, so, I'm, I'm quite excited about this, um, a new TV show to be honest with you. Um, so Wednesday I have a lot written down. So Wednesday they announced the nominees for the Streamy Awards and I just wanted to talk about a couple people that I would like to win. Um, first, first and foremost of course Philip DeFranco. For the Philip DeFranco show for show of the year which would be awesome for him. And also he is up for um, new show of the year and I think he does a great job with the news I've been watching him for the longest time and I think he does an amazing job with his show and I really do think he should win um, he's a great great guy and I'm, I'm really excited about him possibly being um, a winner of two awards another show that I haven't started watching yet but I am subscribed um, animated show is the odd the odd one is out the odd one is out um, you guys probably know of him because he's very very big on YouTube I re I got into him because one of my teachers from film school is actually helping him make his TV show um, and helping like pitch it to studios and those um, you know just being helping him out and he showed us one of his videos and I thought it was hilarious so I subscribed um, I think he'd be good. Um, he definitely needs the publicity if that's what they're going for to win this show or this award. So, Hair. Hair all over me all the time. His hair just this one wants to be in front of my face. And you know I have to talk about Shane Dawson at least once a week. Um, at least one time. He is up for documentary. And like I said last week, he is the most inspirational filmmaker out there. Whether it comes to movies, short films, YouTube videos, documentary, whatever he puts his mind to, he is a fantastic filmmaker. And I really, 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 really hope that he wins the Streamy Award. He might not care, but I think he deserves it so much. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Uh, I truly believe though, um, the production on his documentary looks amazing and I cannot wait to watch it. And I do, I truly, truly do believe that he will win this award because he is a fantastic, fantastic film, like filmmaker. He just wants to get the truth out there and doesn't care what anyone else thinks. And I love that. Um, next is dance. So, I, for any of you who don't know, I used to be a dancer. Um, I dabble it in here and there, mostly in my car. Um, and Matt Stefanana? Yes, Matt, you all know who this is because he is 
the best choreographer dancer on YouTube. He is amazing and he is truly my favorite choreographer to watch. Um, I love all of his dances that he does. I love how fast he puts it out like after a song gets released. He's like one of the first people to bring out a like choreographed dance. He's so quick about it. <sighs> Sorry. Um, he should definitely win dance video. Best dance videos for sure. Um, last and not least, The Valley Folk. If you guys do not watch, listen to their podcast or watch or support them or anything, please go do. They are the original SourceFed host. I've been watching them since the beginning of SourceFed and until now. They are amazing. I'm so proud of where, of where they've taken their dreams. They have, like, reached the moon. It seems like they won Bring the Funny, and now hopefully they win Ensemble Cast on a British Amy. Cause I really do believe they deserve it because they work so hard on everything they make, and they truly, truly, truly do deserve it, in my opinion, of course. Um, so let me know your thoughts on who you think will win some Shamies this year. Um, Thursday. Got got two things to talk about because the first one I can't really talk too much about. Um, Stormy Webster, and for those of you who don't know, is Kylie Jenner's baby with Travis Scott. Um, one, she's adorable. Uh, and there's a video, I did not know this, um, another topic, Kylie Jenner came out with a song. Um, <laughs> um, and... So there's a video going around of her playing it on her phone and Stormy is like, Daddy's singing. And she's like, no, it's Mommy singing. And she's like, Daddy's singing. She's like trying to swipe. Mind you, this little girl knows how to fucking work an iPhone, which is on another thought just terrifying to think of. A two-year-old knowing how to use a smartphone at two. Oh. So she's trying to swipe up the phone. And she's like, why won't it shut up? And she's like, Daddy's singing, and she pauses, and it's like, Daddy's singing. She's like, fine, <laughs> don't want to listen to my music, which I thought was adorable. And speaking of talented singers, not Cloudy Jenner, by the way, she's not, the song's not that good. Um, it was Eminem's birthday. He is 47. Um, and I went into a good rabbit hole after I found out it was Eminem's birthday. I was like, wait, he has a daughter? Wait, who's his other? I got into a real deep rabbit hole. Uh, with Eminem. I love Eminem. And for all of you out there who think Eminem is shit, like, can you do better? <laughs> like, I truly believe that he is the rap god. Like, he is amazing because, yeah, I'm gonna say it, he's not good at freestyle when it comes to freestyling on a beat. But, he is good at freestyling when there's no music. He doesn't really have rhythm, but I do like his raps. Um, and that's truly why I listen to him, is because of his rapping. I could care less about him being on rhythm. He has good rhyme, he has good flow, and that's what I'm into, to be honest, when it comes to Eminem. Anyone else, though, mm-mm. Um, but Eminem's 47, that's crazy to think. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite song 
Um, I definitely like um, he has a song with um, um, Nami oh Kalani he has a song with um, Kalani and I really like that song it's on YouTube you guys should go check it out I can't remember the name of it though of course but it's a really good song that's probably my favorite Eminem song for sure um, and finally, Cody Simpson wrote a song about Miley Cyrus called Golden Things. And I got some thoughts. So, one, it's really good. <laughs> For one, we're going to get that out the way. It is really good. Um, but a part of me now is thinking that he only is dating Miley Cyrus to get relevant, which is fine because they're adorable. Um, and I, all I want is Miley to be happy, which is weird to think like, like I actually care about her happiness, but like I do, she's a beautiful soul and has such a down to earth, like vibe and I love it. Um, and she deserves all the happiness in the world for all the hate that she gets sometimes. Um, and she just is trying to be herself in the limelight. That's it. Um, and I truly, truly like um, support that and, like, resonate to that, for sure, um, but I did listen to the song, it was really good, um, Cody Simpson definitely did mature his voice, he sounds like a man, a very beautiful man, um, and he also is very beautiful, so, works, um, he, yeah, it's a good song, I, I dig it, I like it, I subscribe to his music because of it, so, I can't wait to hear some more. Hopefully there'll be some duets with Miley. That would be cool. Um, I would enjoy that, to be honest with you. So now, um, this is where I say goodbye to everyone who doesn't want to hear spoilers about Gemini Man. So I'm going to do all my links. Um, please go support me on Patreon. Um, just so we can get more equipment, get some better equipment, maybe get some like actual people on. Uh, main reason why I can't is because I have Uno Mike. Um, go follow me on Twitter. Go follow me on Instagram. Um, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, go watch it on YouTube so you can see my new hair. If you are watching on YouTube, go listen to it on SoundCloud if you're on the go or on iTunes. Um, subscribe to me. Please rate, comment favorite everything and let's just discuss all the topics that I talk about definitely if you see Gemini Man we can talk about Gemini Man too um, um and I think by episode 10 I'm going to figure out a live portion of this show so um maybe next month we'll have a live portion with some randos if I don't have any Patreon still um which could be the case <laughs> Um, so just go support me if you want there to be, if you want to be a part of the live show. If not, I'll just live stream it somehow, figure it out. Maybe on YouTube, maybe on live now. I don't even know, to be honest, at this point. Um, so now we're going to talk about Gemini Man. So everyone who's not going to listen to the spoiler for the Gemini Man, goodbye, and I will see you next week. Um, and now for all of you who are staying... Let's get into Gemini Man. So now it's been a week since I've seen it. 
and I still think it's a really good movie. My so my favorite scene, if you've seen it, is well hopefully everyone who stayed has seen it. But sometimes I listen to like spoiler filled just because. So my favorite scene are the two action sequences between Will Smith and himself. Um, the first one being the motorcycles when they're in, I believe, Colombia? Colombia. They're in Colombia. Amazing. I love all the angles. I love the action. I love the dialogue in between. And all of the close-up like reaction shots are so good. <laughs> like, it's stuff you do not expect. Um, and then... My, the second one is the second action saying action action sequence between um, Will Smith and Will Smith. This one though, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think it is, or it's not my top favorite. It's like top three. I'll save my other one in a minute because I have another one that I thought of as I was talking about Gemini last week. Um, he when they're in the catacombs. And they're fighting and he's like don't shoot him because he's like trying to get through to him and like help him out and then i really like teared up at this point because he's just like trying to like get to him but then this is when you start seeing like the young like junior starting to think about it he's like oh my goodness like how does he know this stuff about me like this is crazy um and then of course uh he like confronts his father which is a very emotional scene um, and then he, like, you see someone spying, and you're like, ooh, who's that? And then a shot, you see that junior, and he shoots him, and you're like, <gasps> he got him. But it's a bee sting, because he has to make sure that I was like, <gasps> and this thing knew that he flipped. Um, um, a lot of predictable stuff, like, um, when... When they were talking about, like, there's some dialogue in there that kind of gives away, like, oh, this wouldn't happen, then it happens. Uh, I will say, though, that when they went after, or when the, the thing that was predictable was, like, Jack dying. What's it, Jack? What's his name, Jack? The friend dying, because, well... Obviously, they were looking, they were watching and listening. Um, so he, um, so it's not surprising. And then when uh, he was talking to the Russian guy, and the Russian guy, like, oh yeah, we are sending a missile. It's you. And I'm like, of course it is. Of course it's him. Of course it's him. Um, and then, um, but I will say, I don't know if I knew it, but when I was watching the last scene and you see the guy in all black just go like this to the um, antagonist, I'm just thinking to myself, is that Junior? Is that another Junior? I'm like, nah, it can't be. Um, and of course it turned out it is. Um, it's a secret weapon. And I was like, are you um, now my question is, do you think there are more? Even though he says they're not, everyone else says they're not. Um, I really thought they were like, yeah, we found like three more. I'm like, <laughs> wow, they had a good chunk of his DNA. 
I mean, technically they had Junior's DNA, so they didn't really need to get Will Smith's anymore. But I liked the movie. I liked the ending. I liked that it ended with all of them being friends and, like, him being, like, a father figure now. I love the background people at the college because they're all, like, they, like, you could tell that they were, like, this, they look really, really similar. Like, they don't look like their father and son. Like, that's weird. Um... It was pretty funny though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that scene. Um, overall, um, I don't have any like deep thoughts about the movie. Um, I think it's a good message to cloning um, and how dangerous it how dangerous it can be. Uh, it's definitely a day and age. We're definitely in that day and age now where people are cloning animals. And so it's like, where are they going to go next? And that's the scary part, is where they could possibly go next. Um, there's so many movies about it um, that it's, po it's a possibility. It truly is a possibility. Um, but I think that's my time. Um, it was a good episode. Um, so anyone who stayed, you already heard all the links, so... I will talk to you guys tomorrow, next week, not tomorrow. Um, I mean, unless you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next week. Until next time.